When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. And I'm joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. No baseball, Derek. We have a, a rare bored. off day. Yeah, there, the there's a lot of there's a lot of people bored right now in Diamondbacks Twitter. Um, we put out the you might know what this gif is from, you know, like the little, like the little kid with the backwards baseball cap. Who's like sitting there, like with his fingers on the ground, like he's impatiently waiting. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so, so we put out that gif, uh, just talking about how there's no diamondbacks baseball today and, and everyone's bored. And so, um, someone replied and said, what am I supposed to do? Hang out with my wife and kids. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like what? What I mean, that's just, completely unreasonable we no. people don't do that in the 21st century so no. there's there's a lot of people bored today Derek because there's mm-hmm. there's no Diamondbacks baseball and this team has been the source of a lot of entertainment for a lot of people lately more importantly there's a lack of sports in general right now with uh, the current situation I don't want to address with the NBA playoffs uh, and 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 the city of Phoenix uh, coyotes hockey not great there either football season though is year-round jesse i'm not sure if you knew that so make sure you're checking out the guys over at the phnx cardinals because (laughs) there is always some drama going on with the cardinals kyler murray is (laughs) year-round kyler murray is a year-round sport for sure Uh, we thank you guys again of course for joining us this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook speaking of the nba playoffs right now you can get down on the nba playoffs at the DraftKings sportsbook by betting just five dollars on any nba team to win their game and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I don't know how to look forward to this upcoming series with the Dodgers. Jesse, I I called the police today and I told them that they are making us play another four-game series against the Dodgers. And they asked me to stop calling them to tell on major league baseball (laughs) they were like you've called it you call this like 20 times during the lockout so no are these like are these like 911 calls or are these like your neighborhood that's excessive jesse no i wouldn't call 911 i just i called the police to file a report like i want (laughs) to file a report on major league baseball they're like okay what's the charge i'm like abuse like like physical abuse by making the diamondbacks play multiple four game series 
against the Dodgers in the month of May. And they were like, that's, that, that's not how this works. That's not abuse. And I, I still, I, I still think that we don't see eye to eye on our definition of abuse when it comes to uh, MLB's relationship with the Diamondbacks, but their schedule this year has been abusive and it continues to remain abusive as they face the diamond or the Dodgers. Once again, um, mm. I saw the Dodgers today lost in a one, nothing game that brought me a whole lot of joy to the Washington nationals, Jesse. So it can yeah. be done. It can be done. But once again, now what I fear is after a one, nothing loss to the nationals, that they're going to be very angry and they're going to take it out on us. And that's, that's like, like, like us beating them in the first series of the year. Uh, I feel like something similar is coming. There's definitely a, a sense of, of doom that probably comes with facing the Dodgers, um, you know, immediately after they lose, they lose a game like that. It's pretty hard to, to shut out a team like that. Uh, Mookie Betts has been insane uh, over the last like month and a few days. Mookie Betts has hit 12 home runs um, and his 12 home runs leads the National League. So he's been on a tear and we all know how deep that lineup is. It's going to be a fun weekend, Derek, watching the Diamondbacks line up against this team once again. Here's what I'm going to say. The the probables have been updated since yesterday, and the Diamondbacks do have a couple of advantages here. Uh, they start off with Mitch White pitching for the Dime- Dodgers on, on Thursday, uh, and Mitch White has a 6.17 ERA. So, hey, there's something. He also has 13 strikeouts in, like, two starts and he's one and oh so uh going up against humberto castellanos uh tony gonsolin in game two going up against mad bum uh still to be determined in game three against merrill kelly and then tyler anderson who is somehow inexplicably five and oh uh is going up against still tbd for the diamondbacks in the finale on sunday uh, yeah so <sighs> I guess, Jesse, sometimes looking at this Dodgers starting rotation of names that some people may not be very familiar with, uh, it kind of it, it's kind of mystifying that this team can almost seemingly plug in anybody from their organization and, and have them find success. Well, yeah, I mean, the names that, that aren't in there, of course, I mean, there's no Walker Bueller. There's no Julio Urias, as far as we're aware. You mentioned there's one game that's still TBD. We'll see how the Dodgers handle that. Um, there's no Clayton Kershaw. I mean, those are the those are the big names in that in that rotation. But um, yeah, Mitch White has been a reliever for the Dodgers for the majority of the season. Uh, he's made one start, one start, uh, which I believe, yeah, which I believe happened happened recently. Um, so yeah, I mean you're maybe catching a, a little bit of a break there, um, being able to face him in this in in this series, and then um, Tyler Anderson uh, really pitched well against the Diamondbacks uh, the last time these two teams met. So yes. you still kind of have your hands full. Um, Tony Gonzalez, of course, is you know the name credibility isn't there, but the guy has a one point six two ERA. Um, so Diamondbacks still have their hands full here for sure. Oh, I don't, I don't know what to expect out of this series, but I don't have very high expectations. I think that makes it okay. Um, I know that it's Memorial day weekend. So I know that there's going to be a whole lot of fans out at the ballpark. And I implore diamondbacks fans to overcome the whole Dodgers taking over the stadium thing and try to make it out. Like let's try to even this ratio out a little bit because the diamondbacks at this point, I, I feel 
like these players kind of deserve the support. They're 23 and 22. Sure. This team continues to be exciting and fun to watch. Even if they're not incredibly successful, they're still very fun to watch. Their 34 home runs this month lead the National League in the month of May. And there's just so many things right now to be excited about, especially going up against the best team in, in the division and in the National League, right? Uh, this, this is an opportunity for them to kind of uh, chip away a little bit at the armor with not having some of those big names that you mentioned in their starting rotation right now, Jesse. So uh, I just think that it's with, with the Diamondbacks' current – confidence and the offense on the role that it is during the Royal series. I'd love to see them come in and, and at least take two of the series. I think two or more is going to really please me uh, as far as this four game series goes. Two or more would be, I mean, that would be a huge win for, for the Diamondbacks. Um, I think the last time these two teams faced off, the Diamondbacks were in a, a similar spot where they were right around 500, maybe a game over 500. And then, you know, the series against the Dodgers sort of wiped, wiped all that out once, yeah. once uh, the Dodgers completed a four game as sweep. Well, so as well as the starting pitching ERA during as well series. as that. Yeah. I think it was 11.88 was the D back starting uh, pitching ERA in that series the last time around. So hopefully, uh, hopefully better fortunes in, in this series this weekend. What do you expect to see? Do you expect to see something like a split or do you think that we might see the Dodgers still continue to dominate the Do- Diamondbacks like they did? at Dodger stadium. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always hard to, to predict. Um, yeah. I would, I would, this, team, this team's so weird, right? It's so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so good. And then, you know, then, then we'll see every once in a while, a series where we kind of reveals a bit of where they're still at. Yeah. I mean, the last time these, these two teams met, I think it was, it, it, it caused, a lot of Diamondbacks fans to tap the brakes a little bit on their um, their sense of what this team could be. The Diamondbacks were uh, came into the to the four game series the last time around. I think they had already lost three out of their last four games against the Marlins and the Cubs. They were hoping to bounce back, um, and they they didn't. Right? They the Dodgers very much put them in their place, and the Dodgers have a a way of doing that against just about any team they play because they're I mean they're that good of a team. But I mean yeah, if I'm if I'm having to make a prediction here, I think the Dodgers taking three out of four is kind of the most standard thing that would come to my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, things could certainly turn in, in either direction. You mentioned the the pitchers the D-backs will face in the series is not quite up to the quality that that you know the Diamondbacks are usually tasked with against a team like that. So that that'll certainly help them here. Well, Jesse, I'm interested to not only Uh, obviously have our perspective on this upcoming series, but I'm interested to get the perspective of a good friend of ours, new friend of ours, big Diamondbacks fan, apparently the number one Diamondbacks fan. And that is talking Jake from John Boy Media, who is going to be joining us on Thursday to discuss his Arizona Diamondbacks, this series with the Dodgers. I need to know how his love affair with this team started and so so much more. Uh, so many games we need to talk about how, uh, how how good or bad he is at. But we're very excited for that, especially because our, our baseball community is pretty awesome. And I really uh, I really am proud of what those guys, uh, John Boy and, and Jake, have done as far as, you know, podcasters and, and people that love baseball, right? I mean, 
you got to yeah. tip their, their tip your cap to them on the empire that they've built over there and all of the success they've had. And I'm excited to discuss all of that with them tomorrow. But mostly, we're going to talk Arizona Diamondbacks because, again, he's the biggest fan. So we're going to we're going to get his thoughts <laughs> on all that stuff. Uh, make sure to join us tomorrow for that. It's going to be on Thursday. If you're listening to us Thursday morning later this evening, we're going to have that on as a live show. You'll also be able to get that as audio podcast. If you haven't signed up. Uh, for a membership over at gophnx.com. I don't know what you're waiting for. We are the best around. Uh, nothing's ever going to keep us down. Uh, and if you want to get all of this glorious content, you can get an annual membership over at gophnx.com. And you'll also get a free t-shirt at the PHNX Locker. Jesse has that piece out today on Joe Mantiply and all the things that he is doing uh, right He's not doing much wrong. I mean, <laughs> there was, there's nothing else to write about, really. I mean, yeah, Joe it's all the good things, all good stuff, right? Um, but make sure to get that over at gophnx.com. If you're not interested in the annual membership, sign up for the month-to-month option, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of which option you choose, you'll get access to all of our articles on the website, as well as our members-only uh, discount on the PHNX Locker and members-only access to our Discord, uh, where we'll chat with you all summer long about baseball. And then I go into hibernation for the winter, uh, and Jesse stays awake, keeping his eye out for me, uh, like a diligent ass- assistant. Well, I don't. I almost called you assistant mayor, <laughs> wow. and I know that's degrading. Uh, <laughs> that's vice mayor, very of course. Degrading. Yeah, vice mayor. Yes, thank you. Um, but. Uh, speaking of keeping an eye out, we got to keep an eye out for our youngsters, the guys that are doing things down on the farm. And we know it. Oh, Mike Hazen had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. Um, so let's talk <laughs> a little bit about some of the youngsters, both good and bad and, uh, things they've been doing. I know one guy that we've been definitely keeping an eye on has been Seth beer. Uh, we miss Seth beer a tremendous amount up here on the major league club. We know that we wanted to see him get right in Reno. And so far, Jesse, it looks like he's gotten, back on back on track yeah yeah seth beer so far in reno he's hitting 308 uh he's slugging 654 26 at bats over seven games two homers eight rbis it's looking pretty good for him so far he has, and, uh, he has almost as many rbi in seven games for the reno aces as he had in 27 games for the arizona diamondbacks so i know he had that long stretch where he really struggled but uh yeah. really happy to see him get on back on track and i would love to see him uh, back up here on the on the Diamondbacks soon. I think it, yeah, I mean, it really may only be a matter of time. The Diamondbacks have kind of had a revolving door at the DH spot um, sure. without him. And I still think that in many ways, Seth Beer is kind of the ideal fit for that spot. I'm not sure the Diamondbacks are at the point yet where they have nine hitters that they really want in the lineup, you know, every single day. So there, there really is room there for the Diamondbacks to, to give other guys other opportunities. And Seth Beer is, is really at the at the top of that list. I mean, he's a guy who has that middle-of-the-order type of potential moving forward. And so they're able to you know get him back up here at some point and, and hitting like he was early in the season. That's going to be really big. I, I think the, the key for him, Derek, is a lot of people see Seth Beer and you know you see how big of a guy he is and how strong he is. And and you know, those things are are very true, but he didn't necessarily destroy the baseball when he was when he was playing with the Diamondbacks. There was the homer on on opening day. Other than that, he was kind of a singles hitter. He he didn't hit a lot of extra base hits. And, you know, for for a guy like him whose value comes from his bat, he's gonna have to start 
Um, he's going to have to start clobbering the baseball a, a little bit more, turning some of those singles into extra base hits. Um, and he's he's done that so far in Reno out of his eight hits, three are doubles and two are home runs. So he's off to a good start there. Yeah, you're not wrong. He had four extra base hits, three doubles and one home run. That home run, the very memorable home run was on opening day and right. uh, has has a 284 slugging percentage this season in major yeah. league, which is right. not good at all like you said uh 17 hits only four for extra base hits so uh again things are looking better for him now he's got again as many doubles in seven games as he had in 27 games uh for the diamondbacks and he's doubled up his home run total already so yeah things things are looking better for him for sure and and if he can you know again that that slump didn't last too long so if he can kind of mentally be in a good place and come back up here and do what he's doing at a triple a level against major league pitching. Uh, he can definitely help the diamondbacks win some games. Yeah, they, they really need, uh, the, the power is just going to be so big for him there. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a, a two eighty four slugging percentage and you know, that's not all just because his batting average was super low. His batting average was two ten. Um, so you're looking for a, a larger gap there between the batting average and the slugging percentage that just wasn't wasn't there so far. But obviously, it's a small sample size, and he has plenty of time moving forward to to try to get back on track. What about uh, pitching, Jesse? Things in the pitching world at Reno haven't been so hot. They have not. No, they have not. And I mean, uh, pitching in Reno is is never going to be a a great situation, as as we've talked about. Um, but a lot of a big name that a lot of people are um, at least remember us talking about a while back. We there hasn't been as much talk about him lately. Is Dre Jameson? Uh, Dre Jameson pitched really well to start the year in Amarillo, earned a promotion uh, to Reno a few weeks ago, and it's been rough, Derek. I mean, he's he's made four starts for the Reno Aces. He's only pitched fourteen and two thirds innings, so he's averaging under four innings per start. Um, he has more walks than strikeouts. He has an 11.05 ERA, uh, 2.95 batting average against. The the numbers are are rough across the board, and and that does include a um, that does include a couple of outings on the road away from you know the hitter friendly Reno environment where he still just wasn't very effective. So um, it's only four starts. You know, there's there's certainly plenty of time for him to get things back on track. And you always take Reno numbers with a grain of salt, but. Um, Dre Jamison has, has really struggled there so far. We only take them with a grain of salt when it's for the pitchers, Jesse. When it's for the hitters, we won't give me all the numbers. Right. Give me all right. the numbers. I want all the numbers. <laughs> and speaking of that, Stone Garrett has been absolutely crushing the ball. Yes. He hit his 40th RBI of the year the other day. 11 home runs this season and 40 games for the Reno Aces this year. Uh, slashing 303, 372, 635 with a 1.007 OPS. Jesse, uh, give me this man at a major league level. Yeah. I, we're, I don't, it's like we went from not having any outfielders to like having a, an embarrassment of riches when it came to young outfielders, <laughs> it feels like. I mean, because that DH spot is still open, at least for the moment, it does give the Diamondbacks the flexibility to kind of cycle in uh, any player, no matter where, no matter sure. where it is they're playing, and yeah. I think Stone Garrett is is going to get a big league opportunity um, at some point this season. The the numbers, like you mentioned, just totally jump off the page. Um, yeah, I mean the the AAA numbers offensively are are pretty pretty good across the board, as as I guess you'd sort of expect. Um, uh, Grayson Griner, who the Diamondbacks recently sent back down, he got a little taste of the majors. He's hitting three fifty one down there, um, and. 
uh yeah yeah i mean he's been he's been great dominic fletcher um got a a promotion as well and uh he in his first five games in reno is hitting 368 so um hard to hard to argue with numbers like that Derek. it's it's going it's going pretty good on on the pitching side i guess i'll also mention ryan nelson who's another big big pitching prospect in this organization uh ryan nelson's made nine starts this season um uh, with Reno, two and four with a seven point three six ERA. Mm. Um, it's pretty, yeah. That not a number that's going to excite like, you when you if you if you can get a sub five ERA, Jesse and Reno, that shit will make you yeah. an all star at the major league level. <laughs> like, that's not. He's great. given up. He's given up ten home runs in in forty in the third innings, and that's he's that's their number the five prospect in their top thirty. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a big time pitching prospect and I still would bet that Ryan Nelson is, is probably going to crack the majors at some point this season. Um, he, he has 16 walks and 43 strikeouts, which is, which are really good numbers over 40 in a third innings. Um, I think he's just, he's just allowed a ton of home runs and, uh, just a lot of base hits overall. And, and those kinds of things you can, to a certain degree, just a tribute to Reno and, and just how crazy of a hitter's environment it is. So less concerned about, about what we've seen from Ryan Nelson. Hopefully he's able to, to bring that ERA down a little bit more in the, in the coming weeks. I know I promised you I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Corbin Carroll is hitting 328, 462, 694 with a 1.156 OPS and 12 home runs. Jesse, he has 25 RBI in 34 games. That's, that's insane. It's insane. What Corbin Carroll is, is doing for the diamondbacks right now. Um, if you're, if you're wanting to nitpick, I guess he has 43 strikeouts. Um, so he's actually, there's, there's been a fair amount of swing and miss in his game, but he'll take 43 strikeouts when a guy is slugging almost 700 and still batting well over 300 and walking a ton and has 13 stolen bases. You, you know, you can you can put up. You know with what that. he's not doing? He's not hitting into goddamn double plays, Jesse. That's what that means to me. Is he's not hitting into double plays. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, That's positive. I mean, I think the the other name that, of course, we think of alongside of um, alongside of of Corbin Carroll is Jordan Lawler, right? The other top twenty in baseball prospect that the Diamondbacks have. Um, Lawler in. Visalia, yeah, three of them. In Visalia, Jordan Lawler's hitting 352 with a 461 on base percentage, 600 slug. He's still in 18 bases in 33 games, um, seven homers, 21 RBIs. I mean, it's looking really good for for the future future shortstop of of the Diamondbacks, which Jordan Lawler will will likely be, maybe not too long from now. Mike Hazen doesn't seem so crazy now, does he? Does he? <laughs> I mean, did did he ever? I mean, I guess there are certain moves you could point to uh, that people would say he's crazy for. But did we ever think yeah, Mike Hazen was? Totally I guess crazy? what I'm what I'm insinuating is he's not so crazy for not going out and paying a bunch of high price free agents to come in and potentially block these young players from actually making up to the major leagues because financially you can't validate, you can't argue for. Uh, yeah, you know bringing up some young kid when you're going to go sit this guy on the bench for $2 million that you're paying him a year or um, even a, you know, a million or whatever, right? Like nothing of what they did seemed to make very much sense at the time. But now that we're seeing Alec Thomas, now that we're seeing Geraldo Perdomo, now that we're seeing some of these young guys, especially Dalton Varsho, 
who was their big it thing, you know, last year before he kind of had a flat start out of the gate. And, you know, it looked a bit like maybe he wasn't going to be everything we thought he might potentially end up being. Now, Varsho's looking like a potential all-star. And I'm not, I mean, yes, I did take OG's gummies, but I'm not like, that's not <laughs> dictating my decision on this because uh, those are just delicious handmade scratch, scratch made gummies, Jesse, from our friends at OG's. That is not impacting the numbers that I'm seeing when it comes to Dalton Varsho. But uh, if you, you can be the judge of that by stopping by your local dispensary and grabbing some OG's yourself in the variety of flavors that they have to offer and the variety of dosages that they have to offer, both 10 milligrams and a three milligram microdose, bunch of flavors, orange creamsicle, uh, pina colada, watermelon, blackberries and cream, all sorts of great stuff. Perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or chill indica. I don't know what you would take on a baseball off day, Jesse. Um, either way, uh, there's no baseball. So I guess probably chill so that that way I'm not as worried about there not being bas- baseball and not as bored sure, as I normally sure. would be without baseball. But if you're interested in maybe watching some cartoons uh, on mute with rap music on in the background, try the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer. Go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And yes, Jesse, again, I'm no, I don't, I know the OGs aren't influencing my decision on this, but I'm going to say a crazy thing. And the crazy thing is I think Dalton Varsho should be an all-star. I don't think you're crazy at all, Derek. I think that's the most, that's the most rational take that you've had. And that I've ever had, right? Time, frankly, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one. It was a good, t- I knew it was a good take. I, I, you know, when I was designing that horror show of a, uh, of a, of a meme that I designed of Dalton Varsho's face on this guy's arms with uh, a body with a bunch of arms. And tools <laughs> in his hand. Uh, I never thought I would get to use it as much as I did, but Dalton Varsho has all the tools, Jesse, and he's proving he it on the baseball diamond. He is. He is. I mean, Dalton Varsho, I mean, this is the situation people. If, if you look at the very top of the list of major league position players, when it comes to wins above replacement, Dalton Varsho is 14th in baseball among all position players. He is ahead, right ahead of Freddie Freeman. He's a few spots ahead of Bryce Harper. He's a few spots ahead of Xander Bogarts and Francisco Lindor and Giancarlo Stanton. He's been incredible this season. I, and I mean, what, what people, I mean, that, that company is certainly lofty, but what you have to realize is that Dalton Varsho has played a very high quality defense, uh, defensive center field which is not something that many guys who also can catch are able to do. Right. I mean, he's, he's right. providing loads of defensive value. And on top of that, he's hitting 268 with a 337 on base percentage and he's slugging 490. Um, so what, I mean, what Dalton Varsho is bringing on both sides of the ball is incredible. He also has three stolen bases. He's, you know, he's, he's fast on the base paths and, and has helped the diamondbacks in that regard too. So we're at the point, Derek, where, I mean, as far as center fielders go, you got Mike Trout. You've got Brandon Nimmo from the New York Mets, who's had a really good season, almost the exact same wins above replacement as Dalton Varsho. And then you have Dalton Varsho. And I'm not sure there's any other center fielder in baseball that I would put ahead of him right now. I guess George Springer is another big name. Um, He hasn't been quite as good so far to start the season, but Dalton Varsho making an all-star team as far as I'm concerned, just feels like a pretty obvious move at this point, given how he's performed so far. Slashing 296, 344, 513 over his last 13 games. 
and doing it, like you said, at a high level defensively, both behind the plate and in center field. And it's, it's incredible because there are guys that could play both. Sure. It's not to say like they're, 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 they're a position. I mean, not many, not many. There are guys that could play both. We have position players go out there and throw the ball when they don't want to run their bullpen down to the, down to the bone. Right. So it's like, it's not to say that players playing out of position in a blowout loss or something of the sort isn't, isn't out of question, especially with baseball. It happens all the time, but nobody is doing it at the level that Dalton Varsho is doing it at both positions. I think that's the most incredible thing about it. And we've joked, we've talked about, we've discussed at length, Tori Lavallo loving versatility in his players. So the fact that Dalton Varsho can be this for Tori Lavallo, I mean, man, I, I, I'm not ready to start talking MVP for Dalton Varsho, but MVP for Tori Lavallo as far as his most valuable player on this team for what he's been able to bring, especially considering the slow start Carson Kelly had and the injuries that he experienced. Then you also have the fact that they really didn't know who was going to fill in that gap at center field. And we had predicted much like third base that we would most likely see a platoon, but Dalton Varsho just killed it out there. He did an amazing job. Uh, and I'm still uh, curious to see what they're going to do at third base. That's still something that I think they need to solve. I uh, hope Josh Rojas can be back soon. And I hope that Josh Sounds Rojas like- continue to play, you know, as well as he's played there. It sounds like he should be back relatively soon. They talked about it on the broadcast the other day. Um, Like there's not a definitive timetable, but it sounds more like a situation of soreness than like there being a real diagnosable clear cut issue that is going to need several weeks of rehab. So it's not impossible that, that we could see him uh, this weekend against the Dodgers, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. You're right though. I mean, the the, lift for this team, yeah, the, the hole at third base without Josh Rojas is a pretty, a pretty gaping hole. The team just doesn't have enough depth there, which has been, if there's anything we've learned about holes on this roster so far this season, it's that the depth at third base is pretty thin. Other all-stars on this team, Jesse, um, I feel like Zach Gallen is still up there despite a pretty shaky outing in his uh, yeah. last start against the Kansas City Royals. I think he'll get back on track, but definitely I feel like um, he's he's getting there, and I, I, I still think Cattell has a really good shot of making it as an all-star at second if he continues to um, improve at the trajectory that he's currently on. Yeah, he has a ways to go. I mean, he's hitting 252, which is a significant increase from where he's been, you know, most of the season. But it'll be 320 second, by June 15th, Jesse. Watch 320. It'll be 320 by then. That I mean, that would be incredible. Se- second base is a little bit more. I guess center field is not a particularly tough position um, in the National League. It's pretty much sure. Brandon Nimmo and Dalton Varsho. I think those are yeah. the two clear cut favorites there. Second base, there's a little bit more competition. Tommy Edmond has had a tremendous season for for the Cardinals. He's one of the best defenders in the game, really. Um, he plays a really good defensive second base. And then Jazz Chisholm, um, our old friend from from the Miami Marlins. Oh, Jazz is his, getting that shit. He won't Jazz could hit 215 and he would still get voted yeah. as an all-star. I mean, his his numbers are are pretty crazy to start the year. And then Jeff McNeil uh from the New York Mets is hitting 323. So 
um, he's going to be tough to pass up as well. So just given the depth of the position there, I think Cattell has a um, quite an uphill battle at this point. He would have to really go off here in the next month or so to get in there. Well, regardless, uh, I hope that this year we just see more than one Diamondback. I feel like this team deserves it. Yeah. I feel like they've been performing in a way, but much like when we do our King of the Series wrap-up, sometimes we have a hard time deciding on on who to give it to because yeah. over the course of the series, this team has had many Kings you know, and many OGs' performances to forget, uh, but many, many different people uh, producing offensively, defensively, bullpen wise starting pitching wise it's it's a whole team effort and right now nobody aside from Dalton Varsho in my opinion really sticks out i'd say Zach Gallon Dalton Varsho really are the ones leading yeah. the class and 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 really the top candidates for this team to to make the all-star team i think i think it's pretty clear yeah i think it's those two guys and the diamondbacks as you know around a 500 baseball team they're probably going to get uh, two selections. That would be a pretty reasonable outcome here. So, yeah, that's that's what I would bet on. Christian Walker, I think, deserves to have much better numbers than he does. He really does. Is he still hitting below 200? He's. I think he's right around 200. Um, if it is above 200, it's it's not by a whole lot. He's at no. He's at 195. Yeah, he's yeah. at 195. Yeah, it's um, wild because it doesn't it doesn't seem like that. And he's what he's second in National League in home runs. Right, he has 11. Yeah. Yeah. He has 11 home runs. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, he's certainly a name to watch, but again, you just look at the depth of the position there. Um, there's a guy named Paul Goldschmidt who plays for the St. Louis oh, Cardinals. Start, who's, who's hitting 344. And then there's, uh, there's Freddie. He's Freeman hitting 344. He is currently hitting 344. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Goldie is Goldie has really gone off this year. There's, there's some stories out there about how he's, you know, kind of reinvented himself. I think, I think he'll come back down to earth. It, it looks pretty unsustainable to me, just uh, looking at some of the numbers, but he's been really good this year. Freddie Freeman, I think is a clear all-star trade ever again. I don't ever want to hear about the trade ever again. Sorry, go ahead. Listeners, We've talked about the trade a, a fair amount on the show. And we, anyway, you can go back and if you want our takes <laughs> on the goalie trade, we don't need to rehash we've that right now. We've, we have talked it to death. Um, but yeah, Freddie Freeman is also going to be an all-star pretty clearly in the national oh, league. So yeah, uh, getting Christian Walker in there would, would be pretty tough. Well, regardless, I don't really care much about the all-star game aside from the fact that you and I are going to be there, pal. And we're going to yeah. be there watching whoever the Arizona diamondbacks, uh, send there more, more importantly, I'm excited to go there and see the home run derby because that's, uh, been a dream of mine for a long time. I missed the home run derby when they had the all-star game here at Chase Field. So uh, it's it's yeah. an epic. It is an absolutely epic experience. I have I'm to an encourage... excitable boy, Jesse. I'm an excitable boy, and you know that you're gonna get me there, and it's just gonna be Derek trashing his voice for two straight hours <laughs> so that he can't do any podcasts during uh, all-star weekend. Our voices may may well be well. At least your <laughs> voice may may well be broken uh, when when we're there. But I was I was at the home run derby in 2019 in Cleveland, and it was extraordinary. And granted, that's probably one of the most legendary the home run derbies. Yeah, it was. You know, it was like a a three way tie essentially. Jock Peterson, Pete Alonzo. There's another another guy who was in there that I'm. Um, 
Oh, it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr., yeah. of course. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the guy a lot of people really felt should have won. Um, of course, Pete Alonso pulled it out in the end. But I mean, seeing just that many home runs all in a row is just it was it was an incredible experience. So we're gonna we're gonna have some fun all-star week coverage uh coming here in not that long. I mean, all-star break is about a month and a half away at this point. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Jesse Friedman, hurry up and get down here so we could go cover the All-Star game. I'm excited to have Jesse in state, which is not too far away. But, of course, in the meantime, you can follow him on Twitter and send him messages about coming home soon. Uh, He's at Jesse N. Friedman. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please make sure to subscribe to us if you haven't done so already. Leave us a five-star review if you feel we deserve it. If you don't, um, then I'm going to need a 700-word essay explaining what we did to not deserve a five-star review. So you might want to double thank not clicking that five-star review. But also go over to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, sign up for notifications, sign up for the channel, uh, subscribe, do all of that stuff. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from us whenever we go live. Uh, we're having talking Jake on tomorrow, so make sure not to miss that going live at 530 on Thursday. Also, all of the other content coming out from the PHNX team because there's some wonderful people doing some wonderful work over here. Um, but that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Shout out to all of the guys in the minor league system. Uh, we hope you all do well. We look forward to your success. Uh, we thank you guys uh, for joining us and listening to us talk about their future success and maybe some of their struggles right now on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when the diamondbacks don't have to play the dodgers in four game series anymore